How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. In this episode, we talk about your goal-setting process. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and one of the number one things that people struggle with when they're trying to set goals, when they're trying to accomplish those goals, when they are uh, just trying to move forward in their life, whatever it is, change their behavior, make more money, get a relationship that they are happy with, one of the most common things that people struggle with is the actual process of setting the goal. And I know that doesn't really make that much sense. It seems like setting the goal should be the easy part, right? You set the goal, you write it down, maybe you get specific with it, use like the smart framework or something, and then you do it. And the doing it has always seemed like the hard part. But what if I told you that you could actually set a goal in a way that makes the doing it easy. And what if I also told you that if you're struggling to do your goal, it's probably because you didn't set it properly in the first place. Because the goal of setting a goal, the purpose of setting a goal is to move you towards the goal. The way you set it is supposed to naturally move you towards it. And so today I want to talk about the simplest goal setting process you can do the simplest process that if you follow it, if you just go through these seven steps, you will find yourself setting better goals. And because you've set those better goals, you're going to naturally move towards them. You're going to naturally take those steps and start seeing yourself achieve more of them. The first big step is to identify what you want. Now, this is something you've heard me talk about many of times uh, in my videos on YouTube, on the podcast, in my emails, uh, in the Facebook group. You have heard me talk about this so often. If you do not know what you want, if you cannot sit down and identify that, you are going to struggle to actually get anything. And when I say that, like, That sounds obvious, right? That sounds like an easy thing to do. Like, yeah, of course, you need to figure out what it is you want. But so many of us don't know. And if we do have some vague idea, we don't really know the specifics. Like, we want to get in shape, but we don't know what we want to look like. We want to uh, make more money, but we don't know how much. We want to pay off our debt, but we don't know how or when or uh, how much we're going to put towards it each month. We don't get specific with things. We just sort of have these vague things we want and hope that that actually helps us to gain it. The problem here is that if you are vague, it will be the first thing out of your mind when things get tough. Think about it. 
if you have a goal and it doesn't actually excite you, it's not something specific, you can't very quickly map sort of a path towards getting it. As soon as life happens, as soon as uh, work gets tough, as soon as you're fighting with your partner, as soon as your kids get annoying, that goal is going to go out the window. You're not even going to remember that you said it. And it, it makes sense because life is complicated. Life is stressful. And as a defense mechanism, we want to uh, give ourselves the space to deal with the tough things. And so if our goals don't seem that important to us, which by getting specific about it, we are declaring to ourselves that this is important. I'm taking the time required to clearly understand this. And so it is important. This is of important. Please remember it. That's what we're telling our brains, kind of like a conversation. Uh, if we are clear with it, when those things happen, when life gets tough, it's not really going to matter that much. We're going to allow ourselves to stick with the goal simply because we clearly understand what needs to happen, what it is, and how we're going to do it. So identify what you want. That is the first step of this seven-step process. Now, the second step is to determine your timeline. Uh, one of the things that I love about like the SMART framework is that last one, the T, the time-based or timely or whatever word you want to swap in for it. Basically, if you don't put a deadline on this goal, you will never feel the sense of urgency required to take action. Uh, and that has been proven over and over and over again. We as humans operate with urgency. And when we have a lot of things going on, Guess what? We prioritize the things that are more urgent or more important. If our if we don't have our goals, it's because it was not important to begin with. And so just because we now set it doesn't mean it's all of a sudden going to be important. And so we need to add urgency to it. When we add a specific date, a specific time even, um, that this thing is due by, that you are going to review and see whether or not you made it, that gives you the a signal of, hey, this is urgent. This is something that uh, is going to expire. My timeline for myself is going to come up. And at the end of that timeline, I'm either going to have it or I am not. I'm either going to have made progress or I am not. And if we can do that for yourself, that's going to improve the chances of you actually taking action, especially as that timeline starts to loom. How many times uh, when you were in school, maybe, did you get something assigned to you, wait until the night before and then all of a sudden, you are super motivated to get it done, like ridiculously motivated. It's because of that timeline. Had they never placed that on there, you probably would never have picked up the, the computer or the, the book or whatever it is to actually get the task done. So treat yourself the same way at a time to the, the goal that you're setting, to what it is you want. Make a specific date and, uh, and make sure you hold yourself to that. Now, the third piece of this process is to create check-in points. So now that you have the goal, you know what it is, you have a specific time and date that you are going to review the overall goal, you now need to break that down into specific check-in moments. So are you going to review your goals once a month? Are you going to do it weekly? Are you going to do it every day? Like You need to decide ahead of time when you're going to check in with yourself and see how close to the goal you are or how far from the goal you are. And what this will allow you to do 
is if you at, let's say, your second check and you realize, you know what, this is the second time I've looked at this and I've made no real progress, you can still course correct. There's still enough time that you can start to make progress and move towards that goal. Maybe you don't completely achieve it, but you can start to uh, shift your actions, shift your behavior and start making more progress towards it. However, if you don't build these check-ins into your process, you're just going to wait until the last day. And then on the last day, you're going to see, oh, crap, the timeline is up. The the date that I chose is here. And you're going to look at your behavior and say, oh, well, you know what? I didn't really take that many actions or I thought I was doing more than I actually was. And you won't have any time to course correct. And so give yourself those moments. It can be a few different ones up until you can do a quarterly type thing. If it's a year long goal, uh, you can do it weekly, whatever you need to do. Uh, Give yourself those check-ins with yourself so that you can afford yourself the time to course correct if you find yourself not taking action. And it also adds some additional urgency to the entire process. Today's sponsor is Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in the world. About two years ago, when Rachel and I went and visited my friend John in Paris, I remember spending a ton of time trying to learn how to speak French. Now, I'd taken French for years, but I really never had the opportunity to speak it and definitely not to speak it to native speakers. And so at the time, I was using this other app, a different learning app, and I wanted to brush up on my skills, get some experience speaking, maybe uh, learn some new words just to sort of prepare for the trip. And I knew I was never going to be fluent, at least definitely not by uh, the time that I was taking the trip, but at least it would help me sort of navigate, ask for questions, ask questions, so on and so forth. But the results were, uh, to say the least, disappointing. The experience was overall just bad. Like the apps just aren't designed that well. And all it ever really did was drill me on words. Basically, it was like I was using high-tech flashcards. So what was the point? But with Babbel, that's not how it works. Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language and actually remember what you learn. Learn through interactive dialogues, speech recognition, and fun trainers and quizzes. Then, curated review sessions will reinforce what you've learned by bringing it back in new context, committing it to memory so you'll never struggle for the right words. Now, I wish I had Babbel back when I was going to Paris, but you better believe that I'll be using it for my next trip. To get 50% off your first three months, head over to babbel.com and use the offer code TINYLEAPS. That's babbel.com and use the offer code TINYLEAPS for 50% off your first three months. The next one, number four, is to identify your milestones. Now, this is similar to the check-ins, but it's really about taking the final product, the final goal, and breaking it down into the different stages that might uh, might exist along the way. And so if you are trying to pay off your debt, maybe those stages, those different milestones are each individual credit card being paid off or each individual loan or a certain amount on a specific loan uh, or whatever it is. Uh, if you can build out these milestones and determine like, okay, here's the big 
chunk. Here's the big goal that we're working towards. Here are the five different stages along the way that sort of move us towards it. If you can do that, you're going to get much more clear on what your day-to-day actions need to be. And that's ultimately where we're trying to get is uh, a clear understanding of what our goals are, when it's due, so that we can modify our day-to-day behaviors, which will then drive us towards the actual goal. So create those milestones. Take the time to do it. It can be difficult, but take the time. Uh, put in the discipline. It is worth it to understand what those milestones are so that you can start to uh, reverse engineer the larger goal. And from there, reverse engineer what your check-ins should look like, what your behaviors should look like. Number five is to create weekly targets. Now, uh, this is a tip I learned from my friend Tal Gurr. He is the author of the book, The Art of Fully Living, and he is a big fan of checking in with yourself weekly. So once you have your milestones, you then break that down into weekly goals. So actions that you need to take each individual week. And then at the end of the week, whether that's a Friday or a Sunday, you sit down and you review. Did I do this action or not? And if you didn't, figure out why you didn't and course correct for the next week. Uh, If you did, great, move on for the next week. What this will allow you to do is to keep yourself every single week taking positive actions towards those goals. Because every week you have this standing meeting with yourself. Every week you are sitting down trying to understand uh, whether or not you took those actions. And eventually you're going to get really bored and tired of not taking the actions. So as long as you make your weekly meetings with yourself and you prioritize that, you're going to naturally take more actions each individual week because you don't want to let yourself down. So set these weekly targets, figure out what you should be accomplishing each week in order to make those milestones happen, which the milestones will then make the larger goal happen. Uh, And if you can figure that out, then you will start to drive more action on a day-to-day basis. Step number six is to create steps. So now you have your weekly goal, you just need to reverse engineer, well, what are the different steps of that goal. So if you are in sales and your weekly goal is to contact X number of people, you know that you need to contact however many per day. If you are trying to lose weight and your weekly goal is to uh, spend this amount of time doing HIIT exercises, you know that in order to uh, hit that, you just need to break it down into the daily tasks and the daily uh, amount of time that needs to go into those HIIT exercises. It's really straightforward. And uh, it's one of those things that you kind of already know, like you know this stuff. Uh, But if you take the time to actually do it, it will help you stay on track for those weekly goals, which will help you stay on track for the larger uh, milestones and so on and so forth. So take the time to figure out what those steps are for the larger weekly goal. And then the last step of this, step number seven, is simply to map your routines. So before you start worrying about creating habits, you first need to figure out what your actual current routines are. So what is it that you're doing on a day-to-day basis every single day on repeat, uh, probably without even really thinking about it. For many people, maybe you wake up and you make a cup of lemon water. Maybe you, uh, before you go to bed, you're brushing your teeth. Maybe you are uh, on your way to work, you're reading. Like Whatever your natural routines are already, the things you already do, if you can take that and find a way to insert 
a new behavior into those routines, that's how you then create a habit around it. It's not about sitting and trying to do the thing uh, over and over again for 21 days or whatever the goal is. You need to just insert it into a behavior that you're already doing so that you start doing it over and over and then that eventually creates the habit. So the last step is to map your routines to the behaviors required to actually accomplish this goal. And that might, those, those behaviors are your steps. So what we just identified in uh, six. So you take those steps, you know, if you're trying to do X amount of time of uh, hit workouts every single week, you know that your day-to-day requirement is to do whatever amount. And so you need to find the moment in your day where you can map your existing routine to include this new behavior of however much time of hit workouts. So maybe that means uh, if your normal routine is you wake up, you get out of bed, you go and you make a cup of lemon water, maybe you are adding it in between the wake up and the lemon water. So you're, you wake up, you get out of bed, you go to the gym or you jump on the treadmill or whatever you're doing, you do some uh, stuff at home maybe, um, and you include it in the middle there. And, and so is this easy to actually execute on? No, not even a little bit. That's, that, it's, it's hard. It, if it were easy, everyone would do it. And, and that's so cliche to say, but that is the case. If it were easy, everyone would do it. So it's not easy to execute on. Some goals will be easier than others. Some goals will be more convenient than others. But that's how you make it happen. You need to start at the top, figure out what that thing is, figure out what your timeline for it is. And then from there, you just progressively break it down. You create the check-ins with yourself uh, proactively throughout the period of time that you have left. You create the weekly targets, the milestones, you uh, from the weekly targets, then break it down into steps. And then you take those steps, those day-to-day behaviors, and you map them to existing routines so that you are more likely to do it. Now, will you always be successful this way? Absolutely not. You, ju- you just won't. It, it's just not possible. You're going to miss days. You're going to uh, fall off the wagon. You're probably going to fail way more than you succeed. But if you follow this process and you keep trying it, eventually those day-to-day activities will become habits. And because it's a habit, you will naturally move towards the, uh, the weekly goals, which will move you towards the milestones, which will move you towards the larger goal. And when you do these check-ins, you're going to put yourself in a position to course correct if you find that you are not actually behaving the way that you should be. And that's it. It's really that simple. That's it for this episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. If you enjoyed the content, be sure to click or tap that subscribe button wherever you are consuming this, whether it is on Spotify or iTunes or Google Play or Alexa or wherever you are. Just make sure you subscribe. It is the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode and it helps the show get discovered by more people and grows the community. So click that subscribe button. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your attention. If you haven't already, find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. That is the best way to have a conversation, start a dialogue. Just find me at Greg Clunas. Send me a DM and we can chat. Thanks again. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.